passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Poison Rana. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course... YouTube.com slash postwrestling. Hello to our very patient YouTube room. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hello, everybody. Yes, uh, we go live. We are Braden and Davey from Poison Rana. We go live every Tuesday night to talk about NXT because you can't talk about nxt without your nxt friends friends and we'll always be your nxt friends until obs decides to crap out on davy right before we go li- right as we go live it was not once not twice but three times it was weird it was whenever we'd like change scenes it would then just yeah. freeze so we're uh, just ch- scene change changers bro. Uh, uh so hmm. shout out to you know one of the, the the ogs here mr the el capitan Wei ting the cowboy swinging in to set up a, a stream yard for us here. So we are live because of Way. So yes, hello. Thank but, you, Way. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're here. We're, we're finally here. So maybe you're listening to this on a, on a podcast and that, that's okay too. I hope you're doing well wherever you may be. Maybe you're on a walk, you're driving somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're staying up frantically till 10 15. I need to, to watch know live and what happened. And you've thrown in the towel <laughs> and you're, you're finding us again in the morning. Yeah. Whatever. But. Uh, so yeah, uh, welcome to the show. We're going to talk about some NXT here tonight. I will say we've, uh, we've recorded a bunch of shows in the past little while. I will, mm. uh, quickly throw some plugs out because last Sunday on our Poison Rana show, we had Benno from Grapple join us to chat all about the, well, the tragic passing of Jay Briscoe, but we celebrated the, the way we know how and talk about some great memories and, and Benno being the Ring of Honor expert. Uh, came on and we had a, a fantastic chat uh, all about that. But then we talked about some other stuff as well, all the hot topics and rumble predictions and all that stuff. So that was out Sunday on our free feed on Poison Rondo. So go hit subscribe and all that stuff. Uh, but then we also recorded some shows with another friend on our over on our Patreon with WH Park. We did. Yeah, we did. Uh, we're in the great Muta slash KG Muto retirement tour at the moment. Bye bye Muta. Bye bye Muta. So we had WH on to talk. Uh, to do a best match ever, specifically about the great Muta's matches. That's right. Uh, we learn about the Muta scale. We rate things mm-hmm. on a Muta scale. It gets violent. It gets bloody. It was fantastic. We learn about the mist 
as well. But that was fun. WH definitely schooling us in some Japanese wrestling. I always have a fun time. So that was a show that we did last uh, week on our over on our Patreon. But go check us out, all our socials. It's only five bucks on our Patreon to get access to like almost 500 podcasts on there now. But uh, go check us out because we do a lot. We will be going live also this Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. over on our YouTube, Poison Rana. Uh, to to talk all about the Rumble the the day after so uh, absolutely definitely come hang out next Sunday yeah so as well as subscribing to Post Wrestling make sure you you hit that subscribe button on absolutely Poison Rana Pod on YouTube uh, because yeah we've been really enjoying these Sunday shows we've been doing kind of being able to talk about everything in the world of wrestling and having guests on to talk to and stuff as well um, and gonna have a lot to talk about this weekend with the rumble which that's right it's the rumble i always get excited for the rumble. yeah it's it's the one where even non-wrestling fans are interested in watching as we're kind of learning like a, a few fan, a few of our friends are like oh can we come can i bring a, bring a plus one and we're like oh man do we we're gonna have a lot of people watch the rumble mm. and i'm not one to uh ever really like gamble but gambling on the rumble is a lot of fun i mean uh I would never say do that. That would be really bad, but you know what I mean. No, it's a gamble lot on what you want. Just do it responsibly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun to do that. Just draw numbers out of a hat. Yeah, it's Life could be so simple. But yeah, I'm excited about the Rumble. Uh, we gave some Rumble predictions, but I mean, um, with them announcing Cody and, and kind of, are we assuming that it's just WWE going the Cody like all the way because now there's stuff with Sami Zayn and like there's the, could the mm. Rock show up like it's a, it feels like an interesting Rumble time like a good one this year it does I yeah hope. I think I think announcing Cody you would hope that there's maybe some other surprises up their sleeves yeah I want to see then. Zack Ryder <laughs> I could totally see that happening absolutely just want to hear that theme one more time um, yeah I I'm super excited I do I am still leaning towards Cody to win it yeah. I do think it kind of makes the most sense. Um, very interested in what happens with uh, Sammy in this situation. I think if he is going to be in the Rumble, he's kind of got to be in there early because uh, the later he's in it, the more you risk people turning on uh, Cody. Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, so you've got to be Batista. smart with how you do it. Yeah. Um, I could still possibly see it being Cody and Seth as the last two. Okay. But do, do we get a swerve? Do we get a return? Do we get a rock? Do we get an Austin? Yeah, it'd be pretty yeah. crazy. Some of those, some of those options. We get a are, Shane. Definitely not. Uh, they can't afford him at that rate from last year. Because yeah, he'll, he'll want more this year, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll it's want a, double. A mil. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, Steph in the women's rumble. Steph in the women's. Mandy sure. Rose, I think we were talking about. Uh, yeah, but I'm excited about the rumble. We'll chat all about it next Sunday on our on our YouTube channel and our our podcast feed. So go check us out. Uh, I know we're kind of t- going to jump into NXT. I did watch Raw. This was the first Raw I've watched in so long that I swear to you I did not know who the commentator was until finally Jerry Lawler shows up and says, who are you again? And then the guy says, yeah, I'm Kevin Patrick. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, man, I've definitely – like we went to that Raw a few months ago with Pollock in Toronto and like, man, that had to be like the most fun Raw I've been to live. But then anytime I've did dipped back into watching it it's this it's been like the same old thing and i i did kind of feel that way last last night i made it a thing me and a buddy hung out and we said wow raw 30 let's why not and there was some some good stuff in it but at the same time I'm like why is johnny gargano playing poker not even playing why poker is anyone playing poker <laughs> why are they always playing like, poker? i just imagine like okay uh like you're invited to your i don't know i I went to drama school. Like you're invited to see the third year production. Like you're going back to your old school to hang out and see yeah. some old friends. 
Should we fuck off seeing the show and just play yeah. cards? Play cards, back? gamble. Yeah, it's really weird that that's such a crutch they keep going back. Always, on. always going. Yeah, back. it felt it felt weird when when that like man, I was I was looking for more wrestling and like a classic raw match that I didn't really feel. We didn't even get that steel cage match, so mm. I just felt like ah, there was there was some funny things. Kurt Angle uh, in DX sh- shades of when he was in Shield. Mm. I definitely think they were going. He did that. the the pose before he got punched. You know, like the yeah. He was doing air. that. He was doing all of them. Yeah. yeah, there were secret nuggets in there for sure. Uh, no, that was pretty fun. Yeah. And I think what was better, like I just I recently rewatched because I think Dax Harwood retweeted it where uh, DX just beat the shit out of the revival. Right. And when I saw Imperium in the ring with DXA, I was like, oh, no, they're yeah, not going to do no, that. No, they wouldn't do that. But uh, so I was quite pleasantly surprised. Uh, I enjoyed the whole bloodline stuff at the beginning and the tag match I thought was was pretty fun. Yeah, Jey Uso just made just barely he just missed it for an Oscar nomination yeah. for that acting saving. Next uh, year, maybe yeah, next year. Yeah, cuz that was that was good. I felt like it was so long. I was like, man, this segment's going on and on, but then it like it was the setup for like what yeah. was to come. So they did do a good job on that. And I will with with no shame say I popped very hard for American Badass Undertaker. I don't know if I, I don't think I'm on my own there. I, I don't care if about Kid Rock, The Undertaker, whatever. I loved it. It was so good. I mean, yeah, it was <laughs> that was actually good nostalgia. Yeah. You know, because how many times have we gone back to the well with all of these legends, all of yeah. the as we said, the tropes of the the poker and stuff having him come out to American Badass again was was pretty fun. Uh, even though not quite whizzing down on the the Harley not like, like he O2. used to. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I tweeted out yesterday that it reminds me more like Cora Jade trying to ride a skateboard. Like it was very <laughs> like he basically walked it to the ring. I was, was like, very, man, yeah. thinking those manias just bombing it down that ramp. I don't think he rides as much now. He's a family man now. Mm. Drinks wine now. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> bouquet. What did he whisper to Bray? The bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What did he whisper? Yeah. No one's ever going to believe you. You got a match in Mania? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a lot of great memes yeah. stemming from that interaction, but yeah. Uh, or was it, sorry. Was it or Kid Rock, though? Rolling or American Badass? See, the reason I popped for American Badass, because they have not used that no. for any, like thing in a long long time so it's definitely like a one-time thing that they were like oh let's get it um definitely triple h sees what tony tony does with his money once in a while so yeah. like like i bet we hear some Leonard skinner tomorrow on dynamite i bet that's the that's been the thing in wrestling yeah. now why don't we just buy licenses for these songs uh i i would have to go with roland though sorry me too yeah i mean you know what i'm not even gonna throw shade because you got to give shout out to uh, the, the other one. What's the, the other Jim one? Jim Johnson one. You're, You're gonna, gonna pay. pay. You're, I love that one too, it's man. It's okay. It's no rolling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was still good. Uh, yeah. So Raw, Raw still made me go. Wow. I I probably won't watch for another five years. But I I still enjoyed some of the stuff. They the, some of the nostalgia definitely hit for me. That I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you did deliver on that. But still, the wrestling just feels so just not what it still to me what it kind of used to be because. We were chatting like 30 years of Raw. I don't think it's ever been about the wrestling, though. Like, we're all talking about the moments. We're, like, you're, you're looking back at Raw. Yeah. Like, what are the things that stick out? It's the beer trucks. It's the it's the yes movement. It's it's There have been some good matches, but it's yeah. never been so much about that. I just, I felt like it was too, 
it felt like the last time they did one of these specials and the time before when they did oh, these yeah. specials. It just feels like Legends oh, Night. All this. Yeah, time. that's what I mean. It feels so not as special, even though it kind of feels like it should have been treated as one of the biggest ones because mm. it's like 30 years of this is pretty crazy. But uh, yeah. Uh, so so I watched Raw. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, Okada got kicked in the head. He's going to fight someone. We'll probably talk about that on yeah, Sunday as well. Yeah, That was pretty cool. Um, I mean, you kind of mentioned it, uh, Lynn and Skinner, but having um, Mark Briscoe. Is going to be yeah. wrestling tomorrow. Holy crap, man. This um, is insane. Amazing. It's like WBD kind of changed their tune and they're allowing some sort of uh, Jay Briscoe tribute tomorrow. And it's yeah. going to be Jay Lethal versus Mark Briscoe on the day of what would have been Jay Briscoe's 39th birthday. So just crazy. That's man. pretty awesome. And uh, I don't yeah, know it's going to be that. like a hard one to watch. For yeah, sure. like, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I don't know how Mark, I. I don't know how he, he would be able to do that. Yeah. Like just as the fans, we're all like super bummed out. But man, uh, I definitely can't wait to to watch that. So uh, that'll be interesting uh, to to see that. Uh, I'm trying to think of other stuff that we have going on. We we uh, we obviously cover NXT, but since since the pandemic, kind of everything's opened up and we've been being able to travel and go to wrestling shows again. I, I feel like the, the, the scene where we live, the Toronto indie scene is kind of getting a bit of a bigger boost as of late. And it's becoming kind of what it once was. And uh, we, we've been going to some shows as of late and, and going forward, we're going to go to some more indie shows. So I'd, I'd welcome anyone in the GTA Toronto area the next little while to catch us at some shows. We've been lately going to demand Lucha. We will be going to their next show, February 16th. I could not, sing the praises of Demand Lucha and how much fun we have. We've run into a bunch of listeners now going to these shows as well. And I think a bunch of us are going to see Yeah, we got WH Park yeah. coming to see some Lucha. So uh, that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, Smash this weekend? Yes. Day so Rumble? Yeah, I, I want to shout out Smash Wrestling because we're going to be going... We used to go to their shows a lot mm. and they're doing a show about a minute walk from our condo in Toronto. So we're going to go on Saturday and uh, to kind of help promote that uh, tomorrow at some point, uh, we're going to be interviewing the smash wrestling champion, Kevin Bennett. Yeah. Uh, Toronto fans, anyone in the Buffalo kids era that you might, you might remember this guy. I mean, he's their champion, but this guy's uh, he hasn't been getting the shine that I think uh, as the indie scenes, like I said, kind of coming back uh, smash wrestling was, was taping, for what I thought I think was supposed to be like the WWE network. And it seems like WWE's not going to be doing that anymore. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where, where smash can go forward and see what they will do without that kind of stuff. And I think they're going to, they're going to do really good stuff because this Saturday has a stacked card. Uh, but Kevin Bennett is uh, almost like the acclaimed because he raps and he, he got his gimmick stolen from when I saw the acclaimed, I thought, Oh man, this right. guy's been doing that for a long time. Uh, but we're going to chat with him tomorrow and chat a bit about some wrestling, his story, uh, the Buffalo kids, of course, and, uh, maybe even some hip hop and stuff. So that'll be out on, uh, our poison Rana feed, but I think way might even put it up on the post wrestling feed as well. So, awesome. but we will be at smash on saturday uh pre-rumble yeah it's a, a pre-rumble. lot of wrestling yeah so come hang out on saturday if you're in the toronto area uh there's going to be some some great action including uh dragos on the card so i'm mm. i'm that there you go that says enough uh so yeah we want to be doing more uh indie wrestler kind of uh spotlights going forward and it's something we want to do so uh hope you guys uh tune in check us out on poison rana Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we talk about some? I think it's time to get into a bit of NXT. We can talk about some NXT from January 24th, 2000. 
23. We start off with this video that just kind of went viral. This whole conspiracy or not, not really conspiracy. That's not the right word, but background videos that are all compiled. This, this saga of Grayson Waller walking into the gym while Braun Breaker's in the gym at the PC and causing chaos, which we've talked about NXT Anonymous and how they love to incorporate the TikTok videos and background fights. And this is exactly that. They've compiled all of them to kind of show you the timeline. It's like a 2020 of a true crime investigation, except it's just Grayson Waller walking in. Throwing I, I a water think it bomb. is something that um, <laughs> because wrestling is, you know, like touring all the time yeah. and they're at home. The fact that this is, we see their show every Tuesday, but the PC, this is where they are at yeah. every day. I think it is kind of cool that you can do these things because I've always said, why are they waiting till next week to, to get their own back on this guy? Right. Like, go and fucking beat him up at work or whatever. I mean, and the fact that they're all meeting up every day, these encounters should be happening during the week. Yeah, like NXT always did do that. I'm thinking back to when Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly had their feud and they knew where he, the gimmick was, the story was they knew where each other were all the time. Yeah. They all live near each other because it's NXT. So it does make sense. Uh, Grayson Waller's wearing a t-shirt that says Braun Breaker is my bitch. Ah. Don't know if that one will be available on WWE shop, <laughs> but uh, let him know if you want one. So he walks in and uh, right away, this guy makes me laugh because Grayson Waller walks into the PC and Grayson Waller says uh, something, but it's censored. And I'm pretty sure he's Australian, so I could think of a word he's, he was saying, and it wasn't mate. <laughs> Very likely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he then goes in there, and he throws a water bottle at Braun Breaker, which uh, clearly pisses him off. And he loses his shit, and there's this like huge pull apart, and everyone separates them from fighting. And Braun says he's going to going to kill this guy so it's basically waller trying to prove bronze a hothead has been this storyline yeah i, I kind of like how this this waller character as well since the since the, kind of the incident with the plate and the spear like the goldberg brett spot and uh the the kind of rope breaking in that match he's kind of buying into his own hype even more like he's not being the the chicken shit he's yeah. still being a bit of a shit but he's now more like oh i i can actually he's starting to believe that Oh, I can actually beat this guy. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I, I'm definitely enjoying this feud more than I thought I would. And it's, it's definitely one of the more interesting Braun feuds for me. Yeah. Like the last feud for Braun wasn't great. We've talked about the Joe Gacy feud last year. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of Braun's feuds are not that good. So this one probably stands out. Grayson Waller is this like over the top heel. So it definitely. Works and he's this. getting you to that point where you yeah. want to see him trapped in the cage and just being beaten up. By hey, you know, Grayson Waller wasn't one of my favorites, but as soon as he did a shooey, and now he possibly said one of my favorite words, like well, he can do no wrong. He's stepping up. He also what he what he wears later. I oh, mean, yeah, he looked good today. He, I might be becoming a big Grayson Waller uh -oh. fan. What's uh -oh. going What's on? What's happening? The world I'm is watching Raw. <laughs> What's happening to me? <laughs> We start off with Vic Joseph and Booker T just randomly at the bottom of the ramp to kick off the show when Indy Hartwell interrupts them and makes her entrance for her first match and then gives a big thumbs up and grabs their mic and says, I'm going to give Tiffany Stratton a big ass whooping. Mm. So they're like, okay. And then NXT kicks off with Indy Hartwell versus Tiffany Stratton. This is her big return since the New Year's Evil ball dropped. And uh, she's returned. She looks like uh, a superstar here. She looks different. She does. She's yeah. had some time off. Yeah. Uh, well, 
she goes face to face with Indy, and Indy starts to just beat her up even before her entrance can finish here. Uh, but Tiff fights back and starts putting the boots to Indy and hits this pretty impressive, like, springboard tope senton. Uh, Tiff eventually locks in one of her favorite moves. We've seen her do this before. The money clip, because she knows she's just like Okada. Uh, she then does this, like, double handspring back elbow, just like the great Muda. Uh, she must be a huge uh, Japanese wrestling yeah, that's fan. what she's been doing since yeah. she's been away. She eventually runs into this huge spine buster from Indy, but she kicks out at two. Uh, she starts to then sell her knee is injured, so the ref checks on her and tells Indy to back up. They then call for a doctor to come into the ring to check it out, but it's all a fake out, and Tiff nails Indy and then hits... Uh, yeah, a really big elbow to the face. She's she's like I said, she's been yeah, watching her strong, strong style. style. She hits a huge. Sorry, was this you can't escape into <laughs> uh, what almost great Muda like Ultimo Dragon like top rope moonsault? Really nice moonsault. Got some height on it to pick up the win. I'm sorry, Indy Hartwell. We we still love you, but you were the the sacrifice here for Tiffany Stratton to to just showing off uh, that that final sequence was pretty sweet and yeah that moonsault was legit picture perfect uh, but yeah uh, I'm I'm tired of the oh I'm injured so we better fake that I'm injured to it it, do, it doesn't make sense to me the, yeah the the sport the idea is to hurt the other person until they give up or you pin their shoulders to the mat and then as soon as someone is hurt it's like you're stopping the match it's I only want to see that when it's legit you know when the doctor is actually checking on someone. Yeah. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. And it's, it's overdone now at this point. Uh, apart from that, I thought the match was pretty good. And I didn't think there was any ring rust really on Tiffany Stratton, who considering before this break, she was, she hasn't been doing this long anyway. I'm really impressed. I think she's definitely got a star presence about her. And yeah, some of those moves, like she, she's not afraid to kind of get a bit vicious and get a bit, <laughs> The Joan, but like strong style, yeah, she was throwing in those those elbows and stuff, and that moonsault looked great. Um, Indy, it's still just floating around, kind of not doing anything. Um, like I'd say, call her up, but I I just don't think they've got anything. They she Dexter, have, yeah, she know. just doesn't seem to have a personality anymore. Really, yeah, I'm not sure what the character. Like, I don't is know. To be. Like, if you were to move her up, I don't know what you'd be doing with her right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I wonder. But Tiffany, very, I see a high ceiling for her for sure. Yeah, uh, Tiffany Stratton will be women's champ like this year, right? Like, it has to be. I'd probably say the one to take it off, Roxanne. I know probably we're going to Roxanne Cora for Stand and Deliver WrestleMania mm-hmm. time, but. The real story this year will be when Tiffany Stratton gets a hold of this title. And, and yeah, she's definitely improved. This is her first match back, like looking mm-hmm. this this clean after all that time. And, and yeah, uh, Tiffany Stratton makes it happen, as oh, yeah. we say here. And she's looking great. Put, put, put her as WWE Women's Champ at this point. Put her on the main roster. Book it. We go to Mackenzie Mitchell backstage with JC Jane and... Uh, Mackenzie says, you and your partner, and she cuts her off and says, Gigi is not my partner. Toxic attraction is done. And she says that I'm the only reason why we were holding on to gold for so long. And finally, I've realized that Gigi has been holding me down. So uh, we're going to see a championship summit later tonight. But Gigi, sorry, JC saying we're done. 
Yeah, which I, I think kind of signaled to me the end yeah. a little bit because you thought the kind of they had their breakup during the the battle royal when they were the last two, and then they were very much on the same team last week. So this was a real one eighty for her to just be kind of yeah, yeah, talking down about her former partner. So you could I kind of smelt something. If yeah, on we didn't need to be Apollo Crews to see yeah. where this was going. You if you know what I mean. We go to a video for the Diamond Mine, and it says this was earlier this week. And we see uh, Ivy Nile bringing in some friends to train with Diamond Mind, and it's Drew Gulak and Hank Walker. So there's like two different gyms kind of rolling around, know, rolling here. So uh, like Limp Biscuit. So uh, we see Gulak is like stretching some people, and then uh, he starts to spar with Julius Creed. When eventually they're kind of going at it, and even. When Julius kind of sweeps the leg, sweep the leg, and Gulak just gets upset and kind of explodes on him and yells at him and says, yeah, you want to do that? I come in here and you want to get disrespectful? How about we have a match this week on NXT, which then we see is later tonight, meaning the Creeds versus Gulak and Walker. Yeah, like we, we've started getting Julius is just this real hothead now yeah. like everything just sets him off and he so wants to angry. fight and ivy's there trying to calm him down uh but cool like i we haven't seen a great deal of gulak since he's come back to nxt it, in ring wise and him mixing up with the creeds uh sounded pretty interesting to me we go to andre chase thea hale and duke hudson chase university and it's a uh what uh an award ceremony. Award ceremony. And we see that there the ring is decked out and there's a podium and Andre Chase is dressed like the Pope. Yeah. Had a, <laughs> well, had his like graduation his papa, yeah. uh, gear on. He's got um, his graduation gown and hat thing on hat. here. Yeah. Uh, he says that uh, he's here to give someone special this award and then he starts to swear, but it's like not one of his backstage segments. So like our version, at least watching is like bleeped out when the crowd then turn on him for a second and say, that's not PG. And he kind of goes, you're, yeah, you're kind of right. Sorry. Uh, he then continues and says, Thea, you've proved from time and time that you like you, you're, you're stepping up here and you've got your first win. So we're going to give you this, this plaque. And she grabs the, she's on the podium and she says, I love you all so much. When she's interrupted by J.D. McDonough, who comes out to squash this university party. He says that what's going on in NXT? Now we're giving out participation awards. Come on. He then says, Thea, you've been hanging out with losers. Therefore, you're a loser. Yeah. In fact, you all are losers. And not only you, but everyone else here in attendance. So he's saying anyone who watches NXT is a loser. That's right. He then says... Um, that it, he noticed that, uh, that, that he didn't say Duke Hudson in the earlier promo. And, and JD now is kind of co- trying to cause tension between Duke Hudson and Chase. Chase. Thea tries to snap at him, but, uh, Chase holds her back and JD says, control your dog and says, I'm dressed for a fight and Chase, you're dressed like a moron. So Chase rips off his, his robe revealing his sweater and says, I'll fight you and I'll teach, show you a teachable I'll moment. I'll rip off my non-wrestling gear to reveal my non-wrestling gear. Says, I'll show you a teachable moment. Nails him in the head and we go to break as they say this match will come back to he, he kind of had, it wasn't quite, I don't get hyped, I stay hyped. 
but it was, and if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. You should put that on a t-shirt yeah. that he eventually rips off. <laughs> stay ready. You don't have to get ready. When we come back, this match is uh, taking place, and J.D. McDonough is just beating down on Andre Chase. He eventually fights back, hits his signature side Russian leg sweep that he does so well. Beautiful. He does the give me a C thing and then hits a side effect for a near fall. Uh, J.D. comes back, and there's, like, near falls and victory rolls. There's the devil inside that's countered with this, like, pop-up knee, but then it's... Then, like, another counter while he's dazed with a headbutt from JD. I thought they had really great back and forth uh, segments here, including when JD goes for a second time for the devil inside and Chase counters it into a Canadian destroyer. But JD gets his foot on the rope, so it's only a two count. Duke Hudson, who's ringside, just decides to walk uh. out. He just walks and leaves, meaning Chase is a little confused here, and he turns around, and and then he's hit with the devil inside by JD for the one, two, three. And yeah, we're a little shocked on why Duke walked out. Yeah. Uh, once again, I think Chase proven like he's he's pretty solid in the ring, and I thought him and uh, uh, sorry, not Devlin McDonough yeah. had a had a pretty good match here, but more focused on. The chase you drama. Uh, I, I these segments always seem to work for me. I thought the uh, awards thing was pretty funny, um, and the is he isn't he with yeah Duke the whole time, but did cost him the match pretty much. I, I thought Chase could have had him here. Yeah, there was. We always say this like Chase. The, he's the the university professor, but uh, this like. It's it's so weird because his wrestling is good. He's when he wrestles and has a match with someone like JD, who's mm. great. It shows. Like, sorry, you hit a Canadian destroyer. Not saying that makes you a great wrestler, but it looked great. You don't usually see that move in WWE mm. to begin with, but it does look cool when the guy counters that move. We've seen a kid do or Axiom do it a bunch from the like the young the, pole, yeah the right? pole right the yeah control. looks cool. Uh, yeah, I thought this, there was some great little wrestling match here between these two, and furthers the story of Chase University. We go to Kiana James and G backstage. That's right. It's a G sighting. Shout out G. Uh, and the, Kiana's like, thanks, G, go do some business work. And then starts talking to Fallon and Brooks and Jensen and says that she's ready for their match up next. And that, uh, Brooks and Jensen can be like watching, uh, ringside with them. Um, yeah, uh, kind of just showing that they're all on the same page again at the moment. So we think, yeah. Well, when we go to commercial break, which I'm pretty sure we had a count of three John Cena commercials in a row, <laughs> which is really rare to have three in a row, uh, we see Tatum Paxley and Ivy Niles versus Fallon Henley and Kiana James here. Uh, we get some offense from, uh, pa sorry, I, I wrote Tatum and Tatum Paxley, but Tatum and Ivy. Uh, Ivy's in there with Fallon and then eventually tags in Tatum who hits this pretty impressive springboard dropkick into the ring. But then when Kiana and Fallon gain control again, they're hitting some pretty impressive tag team style moves here. Like one kicks the person's side of the head here. The other's like running the ropes and it was pretty impressive. And then they kind of look at each other like, Hey, ah, do we just do that? You and I. Yeah. Yeah. There's an abdominal stretch on Tatum. But she eventually gets out of that and tags in Ivy, who runs in, but eventually eats a boot from Fallon. Uh, Kiana then get, is in and sweeps the leg of Ivy. And then as she does that, uh, 
she's holding down, like she sweeps the leg when the ref doesn't see when when Fallon's the legal person and then hits the shining wizard. And when Tatum tries to go in to stop the pin, she then holds her and the ref didn't see that either. But Briggs was watching and was kind of like, hey, what's what are you being cheeky for? However, they won the match. And as Fallon, Kiana, and Jensen are celebrating, Briggs is like, you know, mm, I don't know about that. And then they go, yeah, but we won. And Which was similar last week when they formed the the team. Like yeah. Briggs was just in the one in the corner kind of. And I feel he's a bit mad that they're not focusing on other stuff. You know, yeah. him, him and Brooks. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I do think we've got a few of the same kind of stories going on with Fallon and uh, Kiana here. Kiana, is she legit? Is she really using Brooks? Yeah. And we've got the same thing with Duke going on. And uh, what, what, there was another one, I, I'm pretty sure. It's all like it's hot in wrestling right now. Yeah, it, it's a bit repetitive but I, I don't mind building up more tag teams for this women's division yeah i i would like to see us get to a point where you're having like we've seen in the men's division over the years where you've had like your american alphas move up your revivals moved up and these are all teams put together in nxt i think we need to see more like actual legit tag teams moving up to the main roster right. to actually meet make these titles mean something because uh, it's a lot of just thrown together people. So I'd like to see them kind of stick these two together. And same with Ivy and Tatum, kind of keep them for a while. But I I liked the the team of Kiana and Fallon. Yeah. I think ha- having this, like, I, I see it eventually being a turn where something happens. Maybe they split. Who knows? But right now, the, the unit is kind of, it looks like a complete, like, thing now. They mm. got Kiana. We even have G in there. This is a whole happy family. Yeah. Really, I like it. And it only dawned... Have you ever heard the show Dynasty? Yeah. There's a character in it named Fallon who rides horses. I was like, she had to have gotten that name from there, right? Okay, just check. I've never gotten any fact checks on that, but I'll have to ask her that one day. We go to the New Day. We see Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston backstage, and they're pretty much doing what we do right before every show. They just just start singing wrestling themes. They're going through every single Randy Orton theme. (laughs) They said, hey, hey. And then if you kind of understood what they were talking about under their breath, they were talking about how, remember when he, he shaved his head and then he looked like a, like a scary naked cat. He looked, <laughs> he looked terrifying. And then they're interrupted. Randy. <laughs> Bro, I don't it know anyone weird. scarier than that it era was, of Randy. He looked like a, a worm, didn't he? Like a scary worm. Like, don't at me, but like name a scarier heel than that era of Randy Orton. When he, when, when Randy Orton punted Vince McMahon in the head. I was I mean now he's not such a bad guy, I guess. Uh maybe I retract my statement. When he kissed Steph uh in front of Triple H who was handcuffed to the ropes. That era of Randy Orton. That psychopath when he's going in that dark place, Randy Orton. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of Randy Orton. Terrifying. It's it's the he's lack of, it's just the lack of any hair. Like we've seen yeah. him with the shaved head but with the beard or the hair with the sh- clean shaved Does shaving. he shave his eyebrows too? But it's yeah, it's it's very odd. Yeah, Randy was like Serial killer looks, mm. vibes for sure. He looks so terrifying. He did look like a snake. Yeah. Slithery, slithery little snake. He's a viper, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so the New Day are singing his theme, and they're talking about how Randy used to be terrifying like a sphinx cat. When Idris and Malik come in, now, yes, Idris was wearing a top, but if you follow NXT Anonymous, they may have let the cat out the bag. Really? On Idris Anofe's tattoo. What what 
They, NXT Anonymous has gone too far. GTV, NXT TV, whatever you want to call it, has gone too far. They've cleared Idris. They they showed that he's a fake. They showed him using really? a marker to make the tattoo. Oh. And he's he's not yet uh, said this is before or after. He's, so he, even on today's show, he's wearing the shirt. So we still, you yeah. still, he still could have the tattoo. <laughs> I really hope it's not, but it definitely. He is. should now just get it legit for real. That'd be pretty funny, or like a fake one and yeah. wear it. So when you like get it, t- when you take off your shirt, finally people. Will I mean, think it, it's real. yeah, it 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 looks very much like marker in this picture. You can get someone to do like a fake tattoo for pretty cheap and pretty yeah. easily these days. So I mean, you know, like it's, I, me and my girlfriend helped someone on their Halloween costume. They were trying to get these like fake tattoos, and they were like, "Oh, I was drawing with Sharpie and it didn't look good." Mm. So she helped him out. I'm like, "This looks almost real. He could do that and trick everybody." And then what? Someone actually like takes something and like rubs it off when you finally gets exposed. But for right now, I, I'm gonna let the kayfabe live with Idris's tattoo on his chest of WWE logo. Why? Because we're together forever, always. With I was backwards. Now then, now <laughs> together forever. Idris and Malik asked the New Day. I'm taking a long time to get through this. He says, hey, I want I, I want to know if we get a championship shot. Like, hey, what if next week, you know, we could try to get it added to this match? When the schism walk in and they say, why do you guys deserve a title shot when we do? So it's pretty much decided that next week there will be the New Day's tag team turmoil. And the winner of that will be added to the match at Vengeance Day. And uh, then these the two teams kind of get in each other's faces, and the new and Xavier says, "All right, so next week, all right, what are you guys doing? What are you going to fight next week? Why are you? Why don't be like the cranberries and let it linger? Get yeah. out of here!" <laughs> so then they they do, and then start singing voices. Yeah, Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, new day are fun. New, yeah, new day are fun. Uh, it just feels like all of this is beneath them. So it's like, yeah, add, add more people to the match. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, we'll, we'll defend in a four-way instead of a three-way. Yeah. yeah. Why not with the new day? We'll just sing Randy and show up and have fun. It'd be great. Randy Randy should bring that look back when he returns. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe not. We go to, are you ready? The Barbershop Cut Whiz. I'm sure this is a real place. Uh, anytime we mention the different Monopoly board places of NXT on the show, like that diner, we have a, we had a listener find the diner for us. Yep. We, so find Cut Whiz for us. Cut Whiz. Cut Whiz. Uh, we see, we hear the music of the barbershop segments, the wrist, wrist. But it's not Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. It's Apollo Cruz. Now, remember, Apollo joked last week that he was going to go to the barbershop to get a fresh cut. And Trick was like, but, what? I, but you don't. You're bold. <laughs> so Apollo is here. He does sit in the chair. And he says, hey, thanks for letting me in. And this barbershop guy, I forget his name, is like, yeah, it's you're fine to be here. But I mean, Mellow and Trick really don't want you to be here. And then Apollo Cruz just says, yeah, man, I'm not trying to cause any trouble. And then starts to explain to this barber about how he beat Carmelo Hayes. He lost to Carmelo Hayes, but on the third try, he knows like he can get it done. And he he's better than Carmelo Hayes. This guy just goes to this guy's barber and starts telling it's him pretty, all this. It's pretty slimy, isn't it? That's so dirty. Do, like if, like imagine if uh, if we fell out, yeah, and then I you, find out who your you barber kinda is. Claimed my bar where yeah. I go to and just started hanging out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's happened in like relationships where like 
it was my bar to begin with. This was the place I go to. And yeah. then I start dating you. You go to the bar at association. Therefore, when we break up, you can't this go is, to the, this yeah, is this bar. is my bar. You yeah. can't do that. But, uh, and it's not like Apollo even needed a haircut. He well, was I'm thinking that look at, with him. I'm, yeah, this is, this is <laughs> Apollo Crews to me is given the worst things to do and since coming back to nxt this guy's angle is i'm gonna go shit talk him to his barber <laughs> so you get, <laughs> first he he goes to the diet first he sees things he goes to the diet this guy's just got no friends i don't think i don't know why are you bitching about mellow to the guy's barber the guy's like yeah sh- sure i don't know man. he pays me well. yeah i don't know like i don't know fuck and wouldn't you know it up uh, apollo is is sitting in a chair but Mello and Trick walk in, and Mello is pissed because Apollo's sitting in his barber chair. Trick then says, like, what the hell? What are you doing here? And this is when they start to have a conversation. And then there's, like, reactions from people in the barbershop watching them. Uh, Apollo says, like, hey, I'm, I'm, I beat you before, and I'm going to do it again. And I'm, I'm the one who's going to be the next champion. Mello says, I'm the biggest and brightest star in your way. You've been close to getting what you want, but it doesn't matter. He says, I'm just tougher and better than you are five years ago. You just want all this time back, but you you can't get it. So that title is going to look good around my waist when Apollo Crews nails Mello with this sick burn. And he says, yeah, the title would look good around your waist, but it would look better about around mine. And then laughs at his own joke, and then it cuts to people going, ha-ha! That yeah. was the worst. What? Okay. Uh, that's when Trick goes, what the hell? Then he he says, how about we cut and dry, Vengeance Day, Mello and Apollo, two out of three falls. Nice. And they kind of... Ass- I we- think I called that last week. You did. You said that it should go this route, which makes makes the most sense. And it's it's kind of apparent that the winner of this would become the number. Will one be contender. the standard deliver yeah. opponent would think. Um, yeah, like <laughs> I, I'm down for the match. I, I think the match will be great. And given time, do two or three falls. This I find it kind of funny. The whole like Apollo fucking with him, going to his barbers yeah. and stuff. But he needs better lines. Yeah, it, it's it's very much the classic babyface John Cena humor and John Cena is one of the few that can just make it work the corny stuff but he just comes across very cuz you shouldn't easy. have had yeah with a line that was not even nearly damaging or fun like well it would look better on me it's and then it cuts going, to people yeah, laugh you calling me ugly well you're uglier it's it's that kind of thing but it's then to have him laugh inventive. yeah he laughs at his own joke and then it cuts to these like fake these actors like laughing who are usually on mellow side it's like that would not be the way that went. If this guy walked into this guy's barbershop and then said that, they'd be like, <laughs> get, <laughs> get the fuck here. out of here. Shave your own damn head. Yeah. Go home. <laughs> so weird that this was like, what is with the characters lately in the past few months of NXT going to each other's like other places that they hang out in? It's just kind of weird. Uh, so funny. I, I hope. I think though this match will probably be the the show stealer. Mm. Two out of three falls is definitely my you know my favorite type. NXT is known for two out of three falls, they so yeah. you know definitely looking forward to that one. We'll steal the show. 
Um, but you know what? He, he, as a bald guy, you can go into a barber shop. You can get your you beard. You can get beard trim and stuff. Yeah, his yeah. beard. He's got top of the, the game beard, uh, Apollo. We go to our next match, and it is Diamond Mine, the Creed Brothers, going up against Drew Gulak and Hank Walker. Uh, Hank tags in and starts here with Julius and hit, starts hitting some serious, fast-looking arm drags. Very impressive. Uh, Julius starts to put the boots to him and Hank is trying to fight back when we go to commercial, when we come back, we get the, the Brutus smash here where Brutus is just on top of Hank, just doing the Hulk smash here. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, eventually, um, Julius is in and hits this like Shelton Benjamin style spin kick where the guy catches your foot and you spin around and then he hits the Shelton Benjamin style T-bone suplex and then a standing moonsault, like, sorry, a standing Shooting, shooting star. star when Brutus comes in and hits a standing moonsault just right afterwards. Very Steiner-esque. Uh, but it's only a near fall. Then Brutus does a butterfly lift up and just stalling and holding Hank up when Julius comes back in. And then they hit the kind of world's greatest like thing yeah, on the like ropes. Yeah, like the leapfrog Looks cool. over their shoulders to slam yeah. him. Looked cool, but still a kick out. Uh, eventually, Hank comes back and hits this like spin out kind of like face buster move, and then a wheelbarrow into like some sort of like slam, almost like a edgeomatic. But Julius kicks out of that again. There's then uh, well, it was the, it, it was the slam right into the armbar. Wait, no, this was like uh, yeah, this the was like yeah, yeah. There was some pretty impressive stuff from Hank uh, here. There's then. Um, yeah, the the arm the Fujiwara armbar, but then eventually Julius gets out of it. When Charlie Dempsey walks ringside and Drew Gulak notices him and says, "What are you What are you doing here? What you want to talk to me?" Starts getting in his face when Hank's trying to tag him, and Gulak goes, "Hold on, I'm I'm busy," and then starts to talk to Charlie, which then causes him to get hit with the Brutus bomb, and well, uh, that's all over when Drew tries to get in there, but he's blocked. And the Creeds pick up the win. Yeah, uh, I thought I'd have liked to have seen a bit more of Gulak in there with the Creeds, just from a wrestling point of view. Yeah. But obviously, you're trying to give these younger guys time. Um, Hank, I thought, was probably the most impressive he looked here. I, I did think some of his moves looked quite nice. That transition into the armbar especially was nice. I just think for a guy of his size, his power moves look like a bit of a struggle compared to Julius, who's smaller than him, who's just like throwing people around. I think he needs to get better at those kind of big man spots because they, they didn't look too smooth, I didn't think. Um, but yeah, th- sorry, this is again, going back to the last thing, It's this is a baby face with a heel who yeah. is kind of... Three times in one shot. Uh, and we've, we'll have it with Electra Lopez and Valentina Ferroy Four times. As well, like it's a lot, oh, but that's bad what you're doing. Um, but yeah, I do like go and take Hank and get some gear, please. Yeah, I felt like the the angle was Gulak was going to turn on Hank here, but I think they're just stretching this out. Unless Hank is still like, unless this is like what we joked about the Blackpool Combat Club, like how we're going to take someone and make them like a, a killer. But Hank is nowhere near there. He still dresses like he's Seth Rogen and knocked yeah. up. So like, it's kind of weird. But yeah, I need that Drew and Dempsey oh, yeah. match. Down the line. Drew Dempsey and then Drew and Dempsey versus the Creeds is yeah. money. No, no, Hank, no slouch though. We still stand. No, for he, Hank. he impressed today. Yeah, absolutely. Just needs, you do need, like, why can't that be a thing? Of all the different places in NXT, why can't a gear store 
Like you go that you see Drew Lag taking him. Like, look, we go here, we get singlets made, yeah. knee pads. Let's go. You don't just wear the shirts from Mark's work warehouse. We go to uh, well, Julius and, and Brutus win the match. They grab a microphone after the match, and then they he he cuts a promo and says that victory felt good. He says, I know I can be an ass sometimes and I can be stubborn, but I want to thank you, Ivy, for riding with us and forcing us to be the best we can. And the crowd says, woo. He then says, we're feeling like the old creeds again, which is a good thing when they're interrupted by Indashir and Jinder Mahal. Jinder did make me laugh here. He goes, oh, the creeds are feeling like the creeds again. Good job. Like. Wow, you guys are feeling like yourselves again. He then says, I'm the Maharaja, and uh, I'm going to beat you guys up. You're nothing compared to us. And says, why don't you accept our challenge next week, Veer and Sanga versus the Creed Brothers, once and for all. Let's do it. So next week, it's official. Uh, Sure, yeah, about time. Um, This... Isn't like it felt like this was being built up to be at Vengeance Day, so I wonder if we're gonna have, I have a, a feeling a six man with Roddy. Let's go. I hope so. I hope this leads somewhere because Jinder's got to be there for a reason. Exactly. Um, I still just found it really weird because it was like they put out the challenge for next week, and the Creeds kind of look at Ivy and she's like, "Yeah," gives them the go ahead. Yeah. It, it this story hasn't made sense because it's been it's been Ivy hasn't wanted the Creeds to fight with Sanger and Veer because they're bigger and stronger and she thinks they should be focusing on the tag titles. And then they kept on, like, they... the Sanger and Veer were stopping from these attacks and things like that because they wanted them at their 100%. They're then at their 100% and Ivy's still going, nah, don't focus on them. Yeah. And then they just win a random match against Gulak and Hank Walker and she's like, oh yeah, I guess you can fight them now. It hasn't made any sense. It, it really hasn't. I wasn't sure where we were going. I figured they'd beat down on Julius and Brutus next week and we get the return of Roderick Strong. I can only hope so. Mm. That maybe we get the six man at the pay per view, but I don't know I don't know if they're gonna add any more matches. It does seem pretty loaded. Pretty stacked, stacked Vengeance Day. But yeah, hoping this is the, the lead to the return of Roddy. He's gonna get out of that wheelchair. He's got to. Yeah. We go to Gigi Dolan backstage with Gigi. She says, I heard what JC said about me earlier, but JC Jane is a bad person and I am nothing like her. She says, I may be a little dark sometimes. I may be a little twisted, but you see this? And Mackenzie says, yes, it's a rose. She says, well, every rose has thorns. I sang that at karaoke the other week. sing that karaoke the other day. <laughs> Good song. Shout out Brett Michaels. Gigi then says, but... The rose petals are beautiful, and they don't hide the thorns, and that's how I am. So no matter what JC says, I'll give her a peace of mind, and I'm going to beat her up uh, at the pay-per-view. But they're still going to have to talk face-to-face later tonight. But yeah, you knew where this was mm-hmm. going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I will say, I think, um, get into it more in the last segment, but Gigi, who I'm not normally a fan of her promo, I thought she kind of stepped up tonight, especially in the last segment. I thought she... Sounded quite good. Yeah. And had some good lines. We go to Wendy Chu, who makes her entrance. And, dude, I think she was in the ring for maybe 10 minutes because they go to commercial break, which is a few minutes. More John Cena commercials. But when we come back, it's Tony D'Angelo and Stax going to have a nice family dinner with each other to discuss 
business. Uh, love this. The music is playing. They're in an Italian restaurant. It looks like it's shot by people from Full Sail. <laughs> What's with these? all these places, these bars? Dallas are going to be in a bar later. We've seen Brooks and Jensen. At the Fallon's Bar. In, in the Fallon's Bar. This restaurant, no one's ever there. Yeah. They're always completely empty. It makes sense for Tony because he wants to go and, you know... Yeah, but you like hours. hear all the like background noise. Oh yeah, and there's okay. like no extras. Okay, the, these might have been in like a private back yeah, room, yeah. but I don't know. Shoot some extras who you're walking past, just so I don't feel like this is right. Just this empty restaurant, yeah. This set that they built. It's yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is a real restaurant they're at here. Like this looked like a real one that they're at, right? Was it? I don't know. They could have just curtained off a room and put some chairs on the table. Yeah, they just shoot the exterior. And yeah, go ahead. Like a sitcom. Uh, Tony says, hey, Stax, good for you. You're you're already, look at you. The underboss, you're making orders. He says, you even ordered those cannolis for that person. Like, look at you. Look, wow, the cannolis. Wow. He says, the streets are talking about the underboss. (laughs) You think the streets are talking about the underboss? Oh, wait, Stax always. The Orlando streets are talking about. Orlando (laughs) streets. You think the Italian mom has, has, uh, like, the streets covered in Orlando? Everywhere. Worldwide. Yeah, absolutely. Worldwide mob. Uh, Mobs like Disney too. The mob likes Disney too, right? Yeah. You think the mob are sad that Splash Mountain's shutting down? Is it? (laughs) I don't know. I saw that people were lining up for rides because they're going to be closing soon. So people are freaking out and going. Splash Mountain's closing? I know they changed it from Song of the South to Princess and the Frog. Yeah. Right? What? They changed the ride. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's still Splash Mountain. Is it closing? Maybe... Maybe Jimmy Hoffa will come out of hiding because he's trying to ride Splash Mountain and we'll catch him. Who? Don't worry about it. We go to the, the back to this restaurant and well, they're talking about how uh, he's oh the they, they've just closed it to redesign it to make it the Prince the Frog for next year. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we gotta. I gotta go to that Nintendo World. Mm. Tony D'Angelo says. Stax, you are the underboss, and well, the first act is the most important act, and we need to make this these things right. And now you're my equal. So like now he's treating him like as his tag team partner, less than like his lackey, and says, uh, you know, we gotta make moves. And Stax says, I'm gonna make moves. I plan on taking on the biggest guy that I can find. And he's like, Oh, okay, that's that's a lot of work, but okay. He says, don't worry, I got some ideas. When the server shows up and says, hey, guys, you're all set. Thanks for having a good night. And Tony's like, whoa, Stax, you set all this up? And Stax says, yeah, don't worry about it. And uh, they say AJ sends his love. So AJ Galante? <laughs> they're still playing on AJ Galante, uh, that hockey guy. Now, yeah. I thought when they said about doing like something big and this – Waiter comes in. Who's a? I thought he was gonna. Guy. I thought he was gonna. Yeah, like, thought he was gonna shank yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I thought so too. <laughs> I don't know if that was a little tease, but like, yeah, really weird. Uh, then he says, "All right, well, cheers to the new underboss," and then they cheers with some nice red wine. I I am enjoying these two, and I can't wait till the day when the underboss becomes the whoa the don. Uh, tag team championship. Is where they're going to go for, I see, down the line. These like, two? being a tag team yeah, is what they're going to go so. with. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, these things are always funny. They're so ridiculous. But uh, mafia and wrestling, why not? Well, Wendy Chu's been waiting. Do you think they, they showed that video in the 
the I screen, so, and yeah. she's just like, man, at least it makes sense for her character because here she is with a pillow in between the ropes sleeping. And just sleep. She's having a nap. So Wendy Chu's going up against Electra Lopez here. We get an insert video. If you've been following, Electra Lopez has been talking to Valentina Faraz about how Faroy's about how you know maybe if you listen to me and you don't worry about friends and and all that you'll maybe you'll win matches maybe you'll make money maybe you know stick with me kind of yeah. thing which we've definitely been interested in like okay that could go places so when this match starts off Valentina just kind of already walks down to the ring to kind of watch this match no smiley smiley dancey Valentina no. she she looked uh, conflicted. Mm. And very serious here. Uh, Electra's putting the boots to Wendy Chu, and then when they're kind of brawling around ringside, she grabs Wendy's pillow and swings it at and to throw it at Wendy, but Wendy ducks, so the pillow flies and hits Booker T, <laughs> and Booker goes down, and Vic says, "Oh my goodness, Book, do we need medical?" And he's like, "I'm good." He, he laughs it off. It's funny though because we've seen those times where Book. Like, get you can tell he's like legit yeah. mad about something, and I'm sure this like he wasn't overly happy about it. Yeah, because the commentary continues, and Vic's like, "Are you good, book?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It's like, "Fine, okay, all right." <laughs> Hit with the pillow. Uh, Electra gets Wendy back in the ring and hits this like spin out sidewalk slam Uranagi thing for a near fall. Uh, and then goes to like bounce Wendy across the top of the the ropes there. When she goes to grab brass knuckles, but as she's grabbing these brass knuckles, Feroy's on the outside. Now you could view this two different ways, which I think they purposely did. It looks as if she's trying to tell the referee something, so therefore she's distracting the referee. So Electra can nail. Wendy Chu, when she's doing her crazy handspring right into the brass nuck shot. That looked yeah. pretty cool. Or was Feroy's basically saying, Ref, look, she's got brass knucks, because that's what she uh, was I saying. I think so, but like Wendy might not see it that way. Right. Um, For, so Feroy's causes the distraction, allowing Electra to pin Wendy Chu here and get the win. Yeah, I, I thought Electra had... Wendy Chu, we know can wrestle like the gimmick is is silly but we know she can go Electra is someone who i i've kind of found the the opposite i thought she had a real presence with legado she she does now like even on her own like her her looks great she's she's definitely got this like presence about her and her promos and stuff she like i think she stands out but then the bell rings and the matches haven't been too great and I, i'm not saying this was a five-star technical classic or anything but i do think i i noticed improvement in her i thought she that uh, like gut wrench suplex she did was really nice that kind of spinning uranagi similar to tiffany earlier she wasn't afraid to throw in some like stiff looking forearms and that kind of thing so i think she's she's stepped up and i i can see her in a, that kind of uh wrestler manager kind of role and pairing her up with someone else like valentina it's good for valentina because i think she's someone we we've always liked from day one she's shown like she's pretty good in the ring uh she's quite fun like got a like a infectious personality but you feel like might be pushed to the side once her tag team partner was out and sang left and that kind of thing so i'm glad she's being featured too yeah look nxt is so full of like like 
B characters and C characters that disappear and get mm. forgotten about and stuff like that. So it is interesting when they kind of stick with one person and and go with it. And Valentina, you said we've been like, whoa, she's she's come out and been super smiley and and wearing the crazy costumes and showing some really good wrestling. But now you have my interest because you're like, whoa, are you gonna turn heel? Because interest mm. inter- characters get way more interesting when they they do that but yeah. right now they're still teasing <laughs> when they come back from commercial break for Feroz comes catches up with electra and says what was that like what are you doing she says i i don't i don't do things like that electra i don't play like that and and i can't believe you did that like wendy chu is my friend and electra says yeah well friends you can keep your friends i'll keep on winning says no one else is going to do it for you. Dirty gets the job done. Exactly. Mm. Uh, if you're asking me, Valentina joins forces with Electra, And I already can see the she's dressing a little different. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to use the hammer at some point. The Sorry, hammer. The brass nuts. <laughs> the brass nuts, yeah. Again, oh, it's, it's a lot of the same stories across the yeah. board. Are they heel? Yeah. Are they really their friend? I don't know. Uh, Fallon, Briggs, and Jensen are backstage. Uh, I have in my notes, Jensen's mullet is lit. Um, they mentioned that uh, they're, they're happy that Fallon and, and Kiana got the win. And Jensen says he went to Shawn Michaels' office and got you guys a Vengeance Day title shot for the women's tag titles. Whoever wins it later tonight, you guys are going to face at Vengeance Day if you want it, Fallon. And she says, what? How could you do this without asking me? And they're like, well, we got you a tag title match. She like, felt blindsided. Blindsided here, guys. Ah. <laughs> have a title match, maybe, possibly? I don't know. I'll have to think about it, she says. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a weird reaction, but uh, we'll see. she wants to be a single star, I guess. Yeah. But she comes around by the end. Yeah. Mackenzie Mitchell is backstage with, uh, sorry, Stevie Mackenzie. Stevie Turner. Mackenzie's supposed to have an interview with Stevie Turner, but Mackenzie says it looks like Stevie no showed. When the screen changes from the NXT backdrop into stream starting, and we are live. Stevie Turner is here, and she says, I'm on the set. And, uh, Kenzie's like, oh, I guess I thought I, you were doing this in person. She's like, I am in person. I'm just, I'm on the stream. I'm here. So Mackenzie says, okay, I have a few questions I want to ask you. And Stevie says, hold on, let's go to our super chat, Stevie chats. Shout out our super chats. Uh, and she says, someone's asked, when are you going to get in the ring? And Stevie says, next week, I'm going to have my debut here in NXT. And says, don't worry, uh, I'll, I'll go to another question, Mackenzie, and says, who do you want to face here in NXT? And Stevie says, well, I don't know if Roxanne's going to f- be holding the title past Vengeance Day, but uh, whoever is champion, I want to face them. So basically, uh, healing her, just healing it up. Good. Yeah, the good. Streamers this, are healed. this character is not likable. So absolutely. She also, like, at the end of the stream said, oh, I hear Grayson Waller's music. Waller does his like Instagram lives and stuff with a similar kind of character. So kind of her kind of being almost indicating she likes him. Right. So definitely putting her in the heel role. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like this, this character. I find it quite cheesy, but I do think this is a step in the right direction. Poor Mackenzie. Just everyone's mugging her off every week. One day Mackenzie's just going to flip, lose it. Yeah. Michael Douglas out the car now for sure. Uh, I, I think the streaming, as soon as she started like 
being mean. I was like, oh, that makes way more sense. Because look, she's doing what we do every week. We stream online. We're it's not the most like connecting to wrestlers. I've mentioned I watch Wow Women of Wrestling. There is someone who's got this similar gimmick, but they've never done it like this. And they also try to be a good guy. I think it works way better when they're trying to be this like. I wanted to go further, like get deep into it. I needed to start talking about Discord. I need to start talking about how she drinks Monster Energy, energy drinks and all. I don't know whether gamers do these days, stuff like that. It should be the, I mean, if if that top dollar dive was on NXT, it would yeah. be that kind of thing. Like uh, making fun of people. Replaying it and like talking about the I think that would be a completely kind of bad idea for NXT. Because you would have multiple things yeah. from each show to do. That's why we have this show. <laughs> but, like, it's funny that, that like, she's a bad guy. I, I'm more interested in th- that way. We go to Grayson Waller, who comes out making his entrance, rocking a fur pink jacket. He's like Drake, dressing like Kill a Cam this week at his show. That who? Was this, there was, uh, Kill a Cam is a, a Cameron is famous for wearing pink furry everything essentially and uh this week was brought out at a show where drake then dressed in all pink so i think grayson waller may be a fan and was on topic this week with this i think it's a great look i do think a fur pink uh if you rock it like it it looks good you gotta the trick is i know it's it's florida but the trick is you gotta wear like the pink tims to match it Mm. but Grayson starts off his promo like, hey, Braun, where are you at? Look, I'm wearing a fur coat, but no steel plate this time, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, he says uh, just this, though, and reveals he's wearing an NXT championship because he says, I'm just as much the champ as you are because we both didn't win that match when we fought. He says, Braun, why don't you get out here? I bet you're scared, though. Everyone keeps saying Braun is, is going to tear me up in the cage and that I should be scared. But it's Braun who should be scared to get in a cage with me. So, come on, Braun. Where are you? Let that dog out, Braun. Come on. And then it cuts to Braun doing the Goldberg backstage. And everyone's like, whoa, Braun, what are you doing? Stop it. And he makes his entrance. He makes his way down the ramp. But pretty much the whole roster is here to stop him. And then we get this whole pull apart where they're trying to get at each other. The pink fur jacket comes off. They're fighting. When they're trying to pull Braun back, he pushes a bunch of dudes off and runs towards Grayson. But as Grayson sideswipes, Braun goes headfirst into one of the side, like, guardrail barricade things. But he just goes through it like it's, like, wood or something Mm. and is, like, laid out, is unconscious, essentially. So Grayson kind of leaving with the upper hand this week. Always getting one up on him, it seems. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I, I didn't mind this i think it's it's a little jarring when we we see this barricade spot a lot and we know they're not made of wood but i actually thought it was done pretty well like if i didn't see that barricade spot all the time and i didn't know that they're made like what we normally see they're made of it wouldn't be as jarring because i I did think the spot looked pretty good and was timed pretty well he went head first through this thing pretty much it, the visual looked great. It looked yeah. Cool. yeah. Again, I've, I've definitely been feeling this storyline way more. This is the way it, it kind of should be, where he he's tricking him to get aggressive. It's silly that everyone's like, whoa, 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 because like, how many times has he come out to try to fight people before yeah. when they didn't give a shit? So it is it is kind of backwards, but it's wrestling. So uh, I'm I'm for that. That's all you need to do is get the heel to keep getting the best of this guy. Yeah. So finally, when he gets his hands on him, he's going to eat him. Yeah. So, yeah, can't wait for this. I keep forgetting it's a steel cage <laughs> when they reminded me. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah that, that should be cool. Which I think will work for him. Yeah, absolutely. 
but yeah, I, I like the visual. Grayson Waller healing it up. I can't believe I'm becoming a Grayson Waller fan, but he's doing the right things to make you get upset at him. So I think so. That, it, that's effective heel work in my books. We go to Gallus lads, the Gallus boys at not Fallon's bar. They're at a bar. A bar. You think the Gallus empty bar? You think the Gallus are getting ready for Burns Night tomorrow night? It is. Burns it's Burns Night, night tomorrow. tomorrow night. Happy yeah, Burns happy Night, Burns, everyone. everyone! Wow. Uh, Gallus is uh, at a bar and they're playing pool, and uh, I have no idea what they said in this promo. Uh, I think it was English. They say that they're trying to keep their eyes on the prize as they're shooting some pool here, and they say that they're stuck here in in America drinking this watered down beer. As they continue to drink it out of metal cups, which I don't know why the bar would serve you your beer in that. Like a tankard? It's like a it was like a small Moscow mule mug. No, no, these are proper beer, big, big beer tankards. Okay. Yeah, and you right. often like uh, like some old pubs would have like your own personal ones. So wow. Like, oh, I want my one. Maybe they brought like it from mug. Scotland. It's like definitely in uh yeah, in parts of Europe. It's so they brought popular. them. I assume yeah. they brought them from there. Or maybe they found a Scottish pub in Orlando. We got, I think when my brother turned 18, we got him like a metal beer mug. Like you saying you leave it at certain bars? Yeah, they're like, that's your cup. Wow. That's what you have. <laughs> that sounds like such a little kid thing to do, like what your parents would like. I mean, he cup. didn't do it. It's yeah, like yeah. it's there as a display <laughs> thing. But that's like the thing. There are these, when uh, I was touring in Austria and Germany, you'd have yeah. these old like, like proper like German beer halls with basically like like jerseys in the rafters, like co- coat pegs, but yeah. for your for your beer thing. Oh my it's, god! Yeah. Wow. Well, Gallus, nice. we should get some yeah, some solid some steel. Yeah, uh, they were getting tankered here at this 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 pub, and they say they're going to win the tag team. T- I think I think they said that to be. I don't. The Gallus know. boys are on top. <laughs> I think they like said that. that. Yeah, yeah, they end with that. I can always understand that. The Gallus, no, the Gallus boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, these guys don't really do it for me, to be honest. No, they even change their music. What do I even yeah. like? I'm still going to celebrate Burns Night in honor of them, but in honor of them. No, no, no. 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 Just yeah. In honor of our. Loch Ness. <laughs> yeah. We go to Alba Fire, who's definitely celebrating Burns oh, yeah. night tomorrow night. Fire, right? Alba Fire is going one on two against the NXT women's tag champs, Katana Chance and Caden Carter. She does not have a partner for this match when she's about to take them both on. When Sol Ruka shows up and says, I got your back. So. This match starts off. We've seen them have a little bit of a riff while she's been having riffs with everybody. So Sol now here stepping up like, yeah, you want me to step up? I'll be your partner here tonight. So we get Fire who's in and Katana and Kaden are kind of running circles around her. So she tags in Sol who then shows up here. There's like all these crazy escapes, how she can do those like handstand to mm-hmm. get out of moves and stuff. It's mm-hmm. very impressive. Uh, during picture in picture, we see Katana uh, start coming back on Soul. There's a huge seated senton for a near fall. They then hit when we come back an electric chair splash combo on Albafire for a near fall. Um, and then Soul is tagged back in, and she's just hit, hitting all sorts of crazy moves. This huge springboard splash, which looked pretty nice. She got so much height on this. Yeah, it looked really nice. Uh, eventually, though, it's it's Alba who like. Gets taken out ringside, so Sol is left alone, and she's hit with that 450 neck breaker for the win. 
And uh, yeah, the the tag champs retain, but Alba Fire is then after like pissed off that soul like didn't lost ask it. for help. I didn't ask you to be my partner, She's mad and you were the one to go out on her own. Yeah. Uh, so as she walks off, the witch is there. That witch, that witch. What's her name again? Isla, Isla Dawn. Dawn. She's just there laughing. I don't know. She she's just. Laughing. It's what bad people do in wrestling. <laughs> you just laugh. <laughs> 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 like an evil cackle <laughs> witch. I love Isla, uh, Isla Dawn, actually. I don't know why she was, what she found so funny, but uh, she did. She found it funny that Alba lost here, and Soul is just kind of like, ah, okay, cool. I would say, like, I wouldn't say there was a a match that really blew me away at all this week. I I I thought. This was a weaker show. I know we haven't finished yet, but like, yeah. this is the last of the, the matches on tonight's show. But I would say in all of them, the kind of rookies I saw improvement from. I thought Sol Ruka, who does these flashy moves, but often we've said it's like it's the kind of connective tissue. And that's very much what um, Katana Chance had for a while. She could do all these like, like American Ninja Warrior stuff. But the flow of the match never felt right. And I thought Soul had a bit more flow here. I thought she looked really impressive. And I th- I would say the same with like Hank Walker. I thought he stepped up tonight. Um, I thought Electra Lopez stepped up tonight. So no, I, I'm not going to recommend any matches of these sh- on this show to see, to like go out and watch if you haven't watched the show. But I, I, I saw improvements from some people. Soul Ruka, man, like since the, gi- like you're bringing in a surfer gimmick. Okay. Cool. We've had sillier ones on NXT so far. That one sounds a lot more up my alley. I like Point Break. Okay. I see what she looks like. I'm like, okay, no, she's she's in crazy shape to be able to do handstands and mm-hmm. walk around. I think everyone caught her. It, she caught everyone's attention when she hit that move. That looks crazy, which apparently she calls the Soul Snatcher. Okay. It's it's all right. The Wave Runner. I think it's still pretty cool. It's cool. What if she teamed with Alba Fire? Like going. What if they won? They could have been Soul Fire Fire Soul. <laughs> Yeah, fire, fire and desire. Fi- <laughs> yeah, uh, I th- I think she's great, and I I've been saying it already. She should be one of the NXT stars to show up in the Royal Rumble. Just mm. do the same spot, and even more people will be talking about you. But yeah, Soul Ruka is definitely one to watch. I've I've been loving that thing. I I want I almost want her to embrace the surfer a bit more. Like I want to just do the standing on someone. Do you remember? No, I, I think we're okay. I think we're, we're good. We'll you know, get Wendy Chu again. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe I shouldn't be asking for that. Uh, but you're right. You know what? A lot of the rest, there wasn't the most wrestling on this show, but it showed glimpses of some of the like future stars that they've been working on. So yeah, we go to a video for Dijak and, uh, he's. He's obsessed with Justice and Wes. So Wes meets him in his dark, like, Law and Order, okay, this smoky... Okay, this is parts unknown, isn't it? We we don't... Uh, Where is this? This, yeah, is like, this isn't like a office. diner. This isn't a uh, restaurant. This isn't a bar. This is just... Sin City. Dijak's, like, film noir. So weird. So it's a dark room. Uh, he's at a desk, and he's wearing sunglasses inside. Inside. I don't judge him on that. Sometimes, you know, you got to. But in, in Dark Sin City film noir thing, it's kind of weird. So Wes walks in and Dijak's writing in a little, like, cop journal. Like, oh, sorry, let me put that away quickly. It's like, sorry, what are you, what are you alone in this room anyways? Wes says, oh, uh, I'm here. And Dijak says, I'm surprised that you actually had the balls to show up. 
And Wes should have said, I like, well, Wes says, like, yeah, I have the balls because I've been champion, but I really wanted him to make fun of him for his little journal. Uh, there's then, he says, I've made decisions to be champion and I've overcome everything that's been put in front of me, including every one. And you'll just be another one on that list. Dijak says, you're pretty much stupid if you think you're going to beat me. And Wes gets a little angry and says, yeah, well, come Vengeance Day, protect your neck. I'll see you in Charlotte. And Dijak ends with, well, un- unfortunately, I deal with justice. He says, I don't deal with sob stories. I deal, I deal with, with justice. justice. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure Vic said, Dijak will be going for the title that's eluded him his entire career. This man hasn't even won the 24-7 championship in WWE. He has not held any gold in WWE at all. So I don't know why they go the one title that's eluded him his entire career. I mean, I I know what he's trying to say is he didn't want to say, you know, remember when he fought with Keith Lee and couldn't get the title or something like that, right? But yeah, Yeah. the one title this guy (laughs) couldn't get. It's this one. Man, I don't know what this character this is. Justice thing is, yeah, dude. I'm sure the match will be great, but like, what the hell? Yeah, was this so funny? Yeah, I think the match will be will yeah. be really good. But yeah, this character, man, it's it's not it. Look, in wrestling, everyone's got to have like some weird side character. They decided to go with Big Boss Man Sin City Terminator with Dijak. I'm just genuinely in a curious where he is because you know, if you want to find Mello, you you go yeah. to the barbershop. If you want to find Apollo, you go to the diner. If you want to find Bron, you go to the the lake. Like we, yeah. we know all these things. Where's just found him? It's like oh, I got to go to that creepy corner. It looks <laughs> like a police station. I don't know. It's really strange. <laughs> it you would almost just make him a cop. It'd be way easier to just go look. Everyone at NXT has side jobs because they don't pay as good as main roster. So I'm a cop now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> serve hard justice. Yeah, <laughs> and parking tickets in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Stop all these fights. He could have caused a stop. He could have solved a crime yeah. later on. Uh, we we see Cora, Cora Jade is back. Sorry, Wes, Wes and Dijek, I'm sure, will have a great match that hopefully will be like, whoa, check this, check this out. But this this story is like so silly that I really... Yeah. <laughs> it's just yikes. Cora Jade is with Mackenzie. She's being interviewed, and Cora says uh, that uh, Lyra Valkyrie, Val- sorry, Lyra Valkyria, needs to learn her place here in NXT and her stupid bird brain. She needs to stay out of my business. When she's like going into her, her own locker, and Cora's like, "Why is there feathers?" Mm-hmm. And my- what did I just say about everyone in NXT's got this weird side? Like, sorry, the bird lady who gets called the bird lady leaves feathers. She marks you with a feather, means you're next. Thank God Vic Joseph goes, Mackenzie, fuck this interview. This has gone too far. There's feathers. We need to, we need to go to the parking lot. And Mackenzie's like, sorry, Cora Jade, who's pissed. Like, what are you talking about? As they throw to the parking lot. Now, if you know anything about NXT in the parking lot, it is probably the most dangerous place in the world of professional wrestling. Another victim attack. Yeah. We see Nikita Lyons, who's been. Just not laid out, but she's on the ground in the parking lot screaming. Now, the cameraman here who's going to find her walks by like a million random people who are just walking by, not giving a fuck that Nikita is down. Did you see this? Yeah. Everyone's just walking. That's a shame. Ah, wrestling. (laughs) Just walking around, having a great time. 
when Indy is there, like, oh, are you okay? And, and uh, I think Ly- Valkyria is here, and she's like, are you okay? And she's like, what happened? She's like, I don't know. I don't how know. How do these people never see their attacks? How do you not Everyone know? Everyone in, like, I how mean, do you not know? So stuck, right? So she's, she's, she's got, like, I assume she got hit by a car? Is that what, like, we're going with? No, I think I hit by a car. She's like, I couldn't see them come. But she's in the middle of the road yeah. on the ground. So, like, I don't know. I think just jumped. Oh, man. Poor Nikita. But, yeah, Nikita. I mean, really, it's, it's probably Sol, Sol Ruka. She stole your, your push. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's, it's Zoe Stark. I assume it's Zoe. They've been feuding. Yeah. I, I, have, I did enjoy this week, Mackenzie. So she went to the locker room to interview Cora because she's like, you didn't show up on set. Yeah. And I'm just picturing Mackenzie just walking around backstage with a mic, like just trying to get an interview with anyone. With and anyone it, And today. everyone's just mean to her. Mackenzie's going to quit. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we're going to have to find out next week on who took out Nikita, possibly with a car. We're not quite sure. But we go to Chase backstage. It's Andre, Chase, and Thea. When Duke walks in and Andre is pissed and says, Duke, where the F did you go? And, Ch- and, and Duke says, look, Andre, Professor Chase, you always told me that you could, we could do things on our own. And I thought that's what you needed to do. So I left you to do it. But I then went to talk to Sean Michaels. He says, you went to talk to Sean? And I t- asked Sean for a chance to be in the tag team gauntlet next week to be entered into the pay-per-view. And he says, you did that? What did Sean say? Well, Sean said that I had to go talk to the New Day. Okay. What a, What did they say? Well, I went to talk to the New Day. He basically strings it out for a mm. long time to fi- finally say. The New Day like the architecture of the Chase U building. Yeah, the they're big fans. <laughs> the New Day are big fans of the architecture of the Chase University. He says, we are in. And next week, Duke and Andre Chase are going to team up together. Wow. Nice. It'd be crazy. So it's uh, Dyad versus Idris and Malik versus Duke and Chase. I would rather all of these teams be in the match than Gals. Me too. I like all three <laughs> of these teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I, I thought these two work off each other really well. I thought the, the comedic timing here was pretty funny with, with Duke. Uh, he's definitely found his role. Yeah, this time. absolutely. It's, it's it's very entertaining. Yeah, I mean, uh, say what you want about the bloodline storyline, but like, I, I want them in this. In I want them at Vengeance Day. Win the titles. I think it will be Idris and Malik. Yeah, me too. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah, we then go to our championship summit. Forgot this was our technically mm. our main event here. Booker T hosting it in the middle of the ring. He's got Gigi and JC. No entrance. Toxic attraction here. They're sitting on both sides of this table. When he introduces Roxanne Perez, forget how much of a banger Roxanne Perez's music is. I kind of like it. It's like it's kind of like AJ's, AJ head. Lee's theme. Okay, something nice. So Roxanne sits down, and Gigi says, "I'm going to start off by telling JC that she's stupid, and everything she says is probably a pun." Uh, JC says, yeah, well, I carried your ass for so long, and if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be here. You'd probably just be some other YouTube sensation. Wasn't really the best diss. Mm, no. <laughs> no. No, no, she, no, she was bringing up her – she was nothing before Toxic Attraction. Except, because all she was known for were those spots on the indies right. that went viral on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Um, Still, but which is what she was known for. Like yeah. people knew Priscilla Kelly from the the weird stuff. And yeah, it's like people aren't talking about that anymore. This is true. It's a toxic. She then says that uh, Gigi then says, "Yeah, well, I know things that only I know that you've you've told me in the past. Like 
the fact that you uh, you get so nervous and anxious that you puke before every match. In fact, we have a bucket with your name on it in Gorilla for JC. And she's like, no, I don't. And she's like, everything you say is a lie. So they're just going back and forth and yelling at each other. Who's going to be holding your hair up when I'm holding the NXT title? Wow. I like that line. So Roxanne's just like laughing in between them. Booker T is like laughing as well. Booker's acting as if everything these these women have said to each other is like some like ruthless shit. He's going, oh, oh, and then he finally steps in and goes, shucky, ducky, quack, quack. He's just told to just go over the top book. Uh, I, he's really not a fair uh, moderator considering Roxanne, the champ. But uh, oh, no. <laughs> Uh, Roxanne finally says, you know what though? It's great watching you two. I need popcorn to watch you two fight each other. I could watch this all day. She says, karma is a toxic bitch. She should have said you, and you both are too. Gigi says, JC, when you, when you were with me in toxic attraction, you were just the third wheel. And in the match, you're going to be the third wheel too. And then they stare at each other. They're about to beat each other up when they attack. Roxanne in unison. They beat her up and they power bomb her through a table. Booker didn't save her. And then they both hold up the NXT Women's Championship as NXT goes off the air. Wow, I did not see this coming. <laughs> that, I mean, they needed to get something back because they looked awful last week when they, you know, lost in the tag match against yeah. one person i didn't think they'd look um, that great here they didn't even get entrances no but i mean storyline wise they needed uh, entrances whatever like there's only so much time in the show um but uh i did think Gigi sounded good here i thought she she really stepped up here um i'm not into this match at all uh, i'm glad they haven't split them up because i think they should move up as a tag team um but I guess they needed to give them something because they've just looked like absolute jokes in this feud so far. They they did still th- like I know that they're standing tall, but like yeah, we saw this coming from a mile away that this was what they were going to do. It just felt kind of weird that then they're just like riffing on each other only to like then do that. I, I, it didn't do too much for me. I'm still not in, no. inter- interested into this match, but uh, yeah. But you know what? Vengeance Day, it does have some matches on it. Like I mentioned, Wes and Dijak are definitely going to put on a great match. You know what? I'm even looking forward to Braun and Grayson Waller in the cage. But I will say when it comes to Apollo Crews and Hayes being added with that two out of three falls, that sounds like it's it's some yeah, it's, it's it's got my like, attention. It's looking pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure the tag will be fun as well. Um, yeah, the four-way. So, yeah. Uh, you see them adding anything else to that? pay-per-view we, we were six there no I, I think that's it yeah we were thinking of the roddy diamond mine but i don't think they would add that so maybe yeah yeah they they haven't really broken this five six match structure yeah much but maybe maybe being a big kind of standalone like non main roster pay-per-view weekend they might decide to add one more thing on it well, that was NXT uh, from Tuesday, January 24th. That's what we thought. I did think, uh, I should say, I should give more thoughts. Because it, it was an okay episode. It didn't really hit with some of the wrestling, like you said earlier. Like, it was so much talking. And uh, I mentioned, I did watch Raw yesterday. I felt like that was so much talking when I'm like, man, I thought I watched wrestling. I want to see a bit more of that on my shows. I understand they got a pay-per-view to build to, so I'm not too mad about that because... I'll give them a positivity. The Waller segment and T 
teasing that feud, it actually is working when it comes to just talking and stuff. So there was a lot more negative on this show, but uh, it didn't necessarily this, piss me off. Yeah, this is middle of the road for me. I don't think anything was uh, outstanding, but nothing was particularly offensively bad either. It, it yeah. was just kind of there. Um, I think takeovers looking looking in an all right position. It's not a takeover. Sorry, not a takeover, a PLE. As we go to a super chat from Jake, yeah. he says, would either of you be interested in attending any of these NXT era PLEs in person at all, or is it just not the same aura as the old takeovers? I'll answer because I just kind of did. Yeah, no, not really. Like, if they said, you know what, NXT's coming to Toronto, sure. Sure, yeah, like, if I'm in, yeah. like, I would. I'm, I've never traveled solely to go to a, a takeover in the past. It's always been a weekender. Right. I don't see why I, I wouldn't go if I'm saying I'm not doing Mania this year, but say Philly next year, like I'd go to see the takeover and certainly if they were in, in Toronto, but I'm not, I'm not necessarily booking flights to Charlotte to, to go to one of these events. Yeah. Like I'm still not this, this card, I'm sure will have some great matches, but it's still nowhere near the hype that it, it once was. I, it's a completely different animal to me still. Um, well, yeah, and we got another super chat from Robert Pearson, who says, Hey, mates, fun fact. When I trained at Team 3D Academy, Lacey was gearing up for her WWE tryout. I was only there for two months, but got to train with Jess Carr, Caden Carter, and Trisha Dora, too. I don't know which Lacey he's referring to. Lacey Evans, Lacey maybe? Evans, I, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I forgot that Robert wanted to was, was trying to be a wrestler. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> he would be a good manager. You think? Yeah, he he looks like Chris Pratt, so he would make a good on-screen anything. He's really. too likable. Managers are normally unlikable. He is, yeah. He could be like a... Mm, I don't know. He's nice, though. He's Comment- like, interviewer. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Backstage yeah. interviewer. Yeah. We also have some feedback here. If you join the Poison Rana Facebook group, it's a private group, but we'll let you in. We share memes and stuff, including feedback for these shows. I'm going to read the first one here from Fire Frank, who writes in, New Day singing Orton's themes was a true highlight. The women of NXT got a big spotlight tonight, and kudos they showed out, especially Sol Ruka and Tiffany. Her hitting a best moonsault ever popped me. I'm glad Ivy and the Creeds have made peace, as well as Fallon and Kiana and G. For now, at least. The burning question is, why did Apollo go to the barbershop? His beard is looking nearly trimmed already. Also, has nobody learned not to walk through the NXT parking lot alone? I'm also a sad booker. Didn't get to finish his question at the end. He seemed very upset. Oh. Shucky ducky quack quack. We go to Magan who says, Baby faces falling victim to a ruse is a trope that needs to go. The championship summit reeked of a setup with Gigi and JC's dueling promos earlier in the night. Uh, TA stands can sleep easier knowing they're still to get El Toxic Attraction stands. That they're still together, but for how long? Spoiler, as soon as next Saturday, Roxanne's retaining. The cruise mellow barbership skit was good. Bald men can get a beard line up. I'm proud of my Sean scalp. And their two <laughs> out of three falls match is going to steal Vengeance Day guaranteed. Overall, tonight's NXT feels like a total rebuttal to Raw's 30th, having little women's wrestling, but putting them on almost uh, on almost the whole show from start to finish. Are Alba and Isla going to join forces? Somehow, HBK has fi- figured it out. Yeah, we go to Sean who writes in awesome show tonight with the women's division getting a big spotlight and the build to Vengeance Day entering high gear. There was a lot going on, but everything was well balanced. More importantly, there is defined sense. I'm uh, sorry, a definite sense that everything is building to something. 
The build for Waller Breaker 2 almost hit another level with brawls off TV and on TV, making this feel much more personable and making Waller feel more like a threat. Same with Gigi and JC. The summit may not have been the most original bit of business, but it was still well executed, all involved. The wrestling tonight was also good, and uh, the the card for Vengeance Day is really coming together. Can't wait to see what happens next week. And Glenn didn't think Gallus said anything in English. There we go. <laughs> so I wasn't alone there. Yeah, right. Uh, well, on that note, happy Burns Night. Happy any Burns any night, Scottish yeah. people out there that we didn't offend. And uh, happy Lunar New Year. Happy everything uh, mm-hmm. to you people. That was NXT. That's what we thought. We will be doing a Vengeance Day review in a few weeks. I know this weekend is the Rumble. So tune in every Sunday. We go live over on our Poison Rana feed on our YouTube. And then the pod is dropped. We'll be talking all about the Rumble. But the following Sunday at 2 p.m. will be our Vengeance Day post show right here on the post feed. So there you go. Get ready for the two weeks of some wrestling chats on Sundays. There you go. So that was our NXT review, guys. Thanks so much for checking us out. Like I said, poisonrana.ca for all the updates on all the other stuff that we got going on, including our socials, our Patreon, our everything. We do so many podcasts. We have been celebrating Japanuary over on our Patreon, meaning we, we did a show covering the WWF New Japan All Japan Wrestling Summit. We've done great match ever, be, great match ever, best match ever with the great Muda with WH Park. We're doing a review tomorrow of Battle Royale, a 2000 movie from Japan. If you haven't seen it, oh boy, you should. It's a cult classic uh, about kids on an island with weapons and violence. It's a lot of fun. So we're going to be reviewing that. So Japanuary is in full swing. And then every Friday on our free feed, so do subscribe to the Poison Rana feed, uh, we've got a rotating bonus show. So last week we had What Up Doe with uh, John Ceno and B Detroit uh, talking all things like Hip-hop in wrestling, they were going through the Grammy nominations in rap, talking about video games, kind of all further pop culture stuff that we don't always cover in the wrestling shows. And then this week, we're going to be re-releasing one of our Patreon shows, Best Match Ever, Io Shirai, where we were joined with Karen Peterson to talk solely about Io's stardom run. Um, and we'll be putting that out with links to matches, etc. Uh, this was a great chat we had a couple of months ago, so really looking forward to you all being able to hear this one. Yeah, it's going on the free feed there, so go follow us over on our journey with Poison Rana for all the other podcasts. There's free ones, there's ones on the Patreon, there's so many podcasts, never Shot in enough. the Dark coming out on Thursday. Hell yeah. So, you know, covering everything you might have missed in wrestling in the last week. Yes, so lots and lots of podcasts, and we can't do this without all our listeners, new and old. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll see you when we see you. Follow all the socials. We got the Kevin Bennett interview dropping sometime tomorrow night. So, so many things going on at Poison Rana Pod, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, you probably have Instagram. We have a new Instagram. Go follow it, at Poison Rana Pod. We post some funny stories, and once they're gone, you miss them. Mm. So, you know, you got to. Uh, I, myself, Brain Harrington. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, at the Bray D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And hey, nothing you can say. Ahoy! Oh,